Good morning. It is Thursday, February 18th, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. This doesn't happen too often on this podcast, but sometimes we come across a passage that is just really hard to break up. Our passage today is one of those, so it's a bit long. Because of that, we are going to split this passage across two episodes, and I think you'll see why once I start to read it. So let me read our passage for us today. I'll pray, and then we'll dive right into it. This is Mark chapter 5, verses 21 through 43. And when Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and seeing him, he fell at his feet and implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, so that she may be well and live. And he went with him, and a great crowd followed him and thronged about him. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for twelve years, and who had suffered much under many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus, and came up behind him in the crowd, and touched his garment. For she said, If I touch even his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. They came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and Jesus saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. And when he had entered, he said to them, Why are you making a commotion and weeping? This child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. Taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kumi, which means, Little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately, The girl got up and began walking, for she was twelve years of age, and they were immediately overcome with amazement. And he strictly charged them that no one should know this, and he told them to give her something to eat. Let me pray for us. Our dear Lord, as we move now to think through this passage, help us to do it well. We always need your help, Father, so help us. Amen. All right, this is a long passage, isn't it? It's the third mini-episode in our series here this week. Mark has grouped together three miracle stories that work to highlight the power of who Jesus is. Each miracle is more than just a healing 
or a casting out of a demon. In the first mini-episode, Jesus calmed a storm that was threatening the lives of all of those who were inside the boat. Then we saw Jesus cast out a legion of demons that were tormenting one man. And then we come to today's passage, which is the third mini-episode with its own mini-mini-episode embedded inside of it. In our passage today, Jairus, who is the leader of a synagogue, comes and begs Jesus, literally falls before him and asks him to come and heal his beloved little girl. And as the father of my own little girl, I can almost hear the desperation in Jairus' voice. My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. Like Jesus is used to by this point, a huge crowd follows him as he follows Jairus to his house. And as he is walking, we meet a new character, a woman who has been bleeding for 12 years, but no one could help her. No doctor could make her well. But Mark records that she had heard that Jesus was in town, and so she took the initiative to come before the great physician, figuring that if she could only touch his garment, surely this would make her well. And sure enough, after she touches him, immediately she felt the disease had left her and the blood had dried up. Jesus knows what has happened, and he turns around to see who it was and his disciples, who just don't get it, do they? They tell Jesus, uh, hello, there's a million people touching you. But the woman comes forward, and she confesses to him what she did. And Jesus says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Let's stop here today and try and think through this mini, mini episode. Mark could have easily put this story at the end or at the beginning, but he put it smack dab right in the middle. It literally interrupts the story about Jairus' daughter. So to help us think through this story, it might be helpful for us to review a little bit of the Hebrew laws about being ceremonially unclean. Remember back to the story of when Jesus healed the leper? We talked about this then. To be ceremonially unclean meant that a person was not allowed to go into the Jewish temple. They weren't really allowed to be a part of the Jewish community at all. Anything they touched would become unclean. In some cases, being ceremonially unclean meant that the person would have to announce and literally yell to others, I'm unclean, I'm unclean, as to ensure that others would just stay away. Any form of bleeding at all would make a person unclean. And this woman has been bleeding for 12 years. She's poor. She spent all the money that she has on physicians to make her well. And it didn't help. It isn't a stretch to assume that this woman is probably unmarried. She has no kids. Otherwise, they would have been here helping her, to help support her. But it seems like she comes alone. So she's unclean. Probably husbandless. Most likely childless. My friends, you can't get much lower on the cultural totem pole than this. She is the lowest of the low, and she knows full well that by touching Jesus, she is breaking every rule in the book, because she knows that she would be making him unclean. But how can the one without sin be made unclean? So timidly, this woman approaches the Son of Man with gentleness, 
she touches the garments of the Son of God. And when asked, with fear and trembling, she falls before the King of Kings and confesses what she's done. And when she rises, she rises as a woman of faith, not just healed and made clean, but saved and redeemed from all that has really made her unclean. As we go today, what can we learn from this woman, from Jesus, from the disciples? Notice that when she reached out, Jesus felt the power leave him. Freely, Jesus healed her. But at what cost? Is the gift of Jesus truly free? Lord, help us to consider these things today. Let me close this in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this passage today in the book of Mark. We thank you every day that we can come to your word and open it up and feast on what you have given us. What a gift your holy scripture is to us, God. Lord, as we go today and we consider this passage in Mark, we've only looked at part of the story. But God, help our hearts to wander and our minds to think through all the intricacies and the details of this story. Lord, why would Mark put this smack dab in the middle of the story about Jairus' daughter? Help us to think through what he wanted to communicate to us, what you wanted to communicate to us through this structure. God, help us to see the witness of this woman who knew exactly what she was doing when she came and touched your garments, who knew exactly what was going to happen when she came and touched your garments. Oh God, help us to see this woman as a sister in faith who bowed before you and confessed what she had done, but rose full of your love and of your peace. For you even said, go in peace and be well. Oh Lord, for the first time in 12 years, this woman experienced healing fullness of life, joy, community, fellowship with others, but most of all, communion with you, the Lord of the universe. God, as we go today, just help us to meditate. Let your spirit keep this passage on the forefront of our minds. Help us not to get distracted by all the worries and the anxieties of the day, but instead, God, to constantly be going back and thinking of your word. This is our prayer today. We pray it in your son's name. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you tomorrow.